0: You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the True University Podcast, where the truest thing about you is what God says about you. My name is Steve Eden, and certainly want to welcome you today. Great topic here. I'm talking about the true nature of God. I have mentioned within the last couple of weeks that I'm working on a new book. I probably will call it the true nature of God. I may call it God is Christ like because that's the bottom line of this revelation is that if you want to know what God is like, then you need to look at Jesus Christ. That's what Scripture teaches us, tells us to do. I find it interesting that there are people who believe that you know, God wiped out New Orleans, let's say, and and drowned a thousand people with a hurricane, or two thousand people, or whatever, uh, citing scripture here or there about God's wrath. And of course, it's going to be uh, Old Testament theology. But the same scripture—they try to use scripture to justify uh, that God's trying to drown and and kill everybody in judgment. And yet, scripture says. If you wanna know what God's like at his core, you gotta look at Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ never drowned anybody. Jesus Christ never uh, put cancer on anybody in the way of judgment or torment or those kind of things. So we're in a dispensation right now of grace. God is calling people to himself, sinners to be saved. Uh, And that's the gospel that the Church of Jesus Christ needs to be preaching. So let's get to it. What I'm getting at in this is there is a veil, see, that, that hinders multitudes of people from seeing who God has revealed himself to be through Jesus Christ. Don't give me some man's interpretation of who God is. I want to know what is God's revelation of who God himself is. Well, I can tell you it's Jesus Christ. God has revealed himself perfectly and personally through the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you scripture after scripture to prove that to you. But this veil I'm talking about hinders so many people from seeing who he really is. It keeps them from the security and the the strength that comes from knowing god is what trustable he's approachable that god desires to do them good and i'm fully convinced that this veil hinders christ followers and unbelievers alike you would think that people in church people who say yeah i'm a disciple of jesus christ would have a good idea of who God really is, but I'm going to say it again, I'm fully convinced that the veil that is keeping people from seeing who God really is Through Jesus Christ is existing in the lives of Christians and unbelievers alike so the problem guys is not that people don't have a view and perspective of God it's that they have a wrong view and perspective of God it's not that people don't have an opinion of what he's really like it's that they have a wrong opinion of what he's really like now again you can get mad at me for what I'm saying, but I just want God's revelation of who he says he is. I don't want to get my own interpretation, my own theology rolling here. How about I just take God at his word and uh, I trust him that if he says in scripture, I have revealed myself perfectly, uh, holy, and personally through the Lord Jesus Christ, then I'm going to take him at his word and I'm going to believe that. I'm telling you right now, on a personal note, there's, there's probably several, a handful, but one revelation for sure that has helped me exponentially in my intimacy with Jesus Christ and being able to relate to relate to God as my Heavenly Father, not as the mob boss who'll break my legs and break my bones if God forbid I, I do something wrong or I don't give him money I owe him. I owe him you know some obedience or I owe him some money. If I don't do it, he'll break my legs like the mob, mob boss Godfather. I don't know God as Godfather. I know God as my Heavenly Father. Steve, how did you come to that? Through the revelation of Jesus Christ and that God is Christ-like. If there's one revelation that could heal so much of the grief, insecurity, confusion, and perceived separation between God and his image-bearing creation, it is this revelation that God is Christ-like. And so, again, that's what really led me to want to write a new book. I've done a couple of series on the true nature of God. But I really want God to, and I believe God desires it too, to unveil your face and allow us to see his perfect revelation of himself in Jesus Christ. I encourage you don't let any man or woman no matter how theological or educated, philosophical they may be or say they are, don't let them define God for you. Let God define himself for you. Let God define and explain himself, reveal himself for you. Amen. Because you know, I remember teaching this series the true nature of God a couple of different times at Grace Church and just having people this last time come up to me, Uh, three different people came up after the message and asked me if I would write my next book on this topic because they were so blessed yet surprised, and then let me say this, relieved to hear that the same Bible that revealed God's wrath at times against sin tells us we can look to Jesus Christ if we want to know his nature and his love for the sinner. See the Old Testament revealed, and rightfully so, God's nature towards sin. God is not a fan of sin. You can see that in the Old Testament, because sin hurts human beings. It destroys uh, the the ones that He loves. That He's eventually going to give His life for. Sin is unnatural. Sin is unhealthy. Uh, for human beings. It's unsatisfying for human beings. Why doesn't sin satisfy us? Because we're made in the image of a God who is not sin, but who is himself righteousness. And so whatever looks good on him looks good on you and me. And while you'd think that most Christians would have this bright and sunny, unclouded, unveiled view of who God really is, the reality is many don't. And you know, so, so what I'm getting at is each time that I share on this particular truth, it's like people are shocked and are refreshed and rejoice in the fact that, hey, God has revealed himself in his son, Jesus Christ. We, we too often look to our own rationale, human reasoning, Feelings, life experiences. How about our own intellectual interpretation of scripture? We try to use that to figure out who God is. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, God's not like you. God is not a man, (laughs) in that, uh, you know, a lot of times somebody crosses us, uh, even just in something as simple and small as traffic. They cut us off and we're ready to blow a gasket and pronounce judgment on them. And yet, God's not like that, and so we, we get confused because we try to make God in our image instead of understanding that uh, we're to be made into his image, and that image was perfectly revealed in Jesus Christ. We also have our skewed view of God that we learn from the world where the world's always trying to define God, even in insurance circles, the verbiage they use for a tornado or typhoon is an act of God. Well, I beg to differ. I don't think God's doing that. I think uh, tornadoes and earthquakes and all that are a result of the fall. That sin is what brought the fall and calamity and destruction into the world. Now, again, I'm not saying that in the Old Testament, God didn't judge cities and see uh, people wiped out. That That did happen. But that's why it's so important. That really makes my point of why God went out of his way to reveal himself, his true nature in Jesus Christ, because we as human beings needed to know how he really feels about us. Uh, Again, the Old Testament revealed God's nature towards sin. He's not a big fan. The New Covenant, the New Testament reveals God's nature towards the sinner. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for letting me complete that sentence and that thought. How about this? We often look to our erroneous definitions of God that we learned in church, yes, church, instead of looking where scripture tells us to look. How do we get so off kilter? Because we're not doing what scripture says, and that is if you wanna know who God is, look at Jesus Christ. And so God's true nature is unwavering love towards us, as his beloved creation has remained veiled and cloudy at best. Now, I won't get to this today, but I I have to say it. Why is this revelation super important? Because when calamity comes, let's say, God forbid, we're in Oklahoma. So if a tornado rolls through more Oklahoma, like it has probably three occasions in the last 20 years, houses are destroyed, people are homeless, people uh, need comfort, they need water, they need food, you know, there's suffering going on. If you believe that God sent the tornado, you're not gonna run in there and help anybody. That's, that is nothing but piety and self-righteous judgment that God just picked out this neighborhood in Moore, Oklahoma, like their sin is so much uglier than the rest of, uh, let's say, Norman's sin. That, that's a ridiculous thought, and we as the people of God, when we understand that, hey, God is Christ-like, then we do what Jesus did. We say, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me to run into more Oklahoma and preach good news to the poor, bind up the brokenhearted, heal the sick, the people that have been wounded. We're there. Here, here's some water. Here's some healing. Here's some food. Let me help you. We run into the calamity because we know God didn't send it. Amen. God's bringing in healing. He's bringing in help. So I I do understand there will always be a fair amount of mystery to almighty God. After all, he's God and we're not. He's omnipotent, we're not. He's omniscient, we're not. Scripture even says in Isaiah 40, verse 28, do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, Listen to this, and his understanding no one can fathom. So I get that there's a fair amount of mystery to Almighty God, but this makes my point again as to why God would both need and desire to clearly show himself to us as his creation and give us a true revelation of who he is at the core of his being. Only God really knows God. So it makes perfect sense that he would need to disclose himself to us if we were going to intimately know him that that revelation would need to come from him thankfully he's given us his holy spirit he's given us scripture he's given us the mind of christ within us so we can actually begin the process of seeing him understanding him, knowing him, and as a result, coming to him. If people aren't saved, if they haven't experienced eternal life, which is to know him intimately, then they receive him. Why? Because he's revealed himself through Jesus Christ as lovable, approachable, and trustable. See, the good news here today is that Jesus Christ is not some man's interpretation of who God is. He's God's perfect and personal revelation of himself. So this means Uh, You and I don't need to argue with anybody. Our view of who God is, God has argued the point himself of who he is in his own son so let's get some word going colossians 1 this is the amplified bible he christ is the exact living image the essential manifestation of the unseen god he is the visible representation of the invisible he is the firstborn the preeminent one sovereign and originator of all creation So there you have Jesus Christ and God are one. Jesus is the visible representation of the invisible God. People use worldly viewpoints in Scripture to build their case for how cruel God can be, how brutal he is. Yet it's Scripture that tells us to look to Jesus Christ for his true nature and his true person, who he really is. In John 14, 9, Jesus says, have I been with you so long and yet you still don't know me, Philip? You still don't recognize me? Whoever has seen me has seen the father he who has seen me has seen the father jesus did not say if you've seen moses or plagues or ten cities burned to the ground by an angel you've seen the father jesus said he who has seen me has seen the father and he adds in john chapter 10 verse 30 this astounding statement i and my father are one wow it doesn't say that, hey, Sodom and Gomorrah and the Father, they're one. No, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. People will use Scripture to build their case for why God would drown a thousand people be a hurricane or typhoon or why he sends tornadoes ripping through houses in the Midwest. Yet, it is scripture that tells us to look to Jesus Christ for the true revelation of God's nature. Listen to John 12, 45. Jesus says, he who's seen me has seen him who sent me. Wow, he who sees me sees him who sent me. Verse 46, I've come as a light into the world. I'm here, he's illuminating who God is to us that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. The word darkness there simply means separation from God, uh, ignorance, those kind of things. He doesn't want you ignorant, he doesn't want you separated from God. He's saying, as he did in Matthew eleven twenty eight, by his nature and character, come unto me. You can know God, he is like me, and I'm like him. Verse 47, he says, if anyone hears my words and doesn't believe, well, I don't judge him, for I didn't come to judge the world, I came to save the world. For whoever rejects me and doesn't receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I've spoken judge him in the last day so in other words jesus is saying look i'm just i'm just here sharing truth i'm just revealing truth i'm not just preaching truth i am the truth i didn't come just to preach the message that god so loved the world i am the message that god so loved the world and if you don't believe that i'm not going to sit here and judge you i didn't come to judge you. i came to save you but the truth will judge you in the last day wow that's powerful thought so Jesus says, again, whoever sees him sees the Father who sent him. Secondly, he says he didn't come to judge the world but to save it. So when did Jesus ever send tornadoes or plagues or cancer on people in the name of judgment or wrath? Matter of fact, in John twelve thirty one, Jesus said, now is the judgment of this world Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. Judgment's going to happen at the cross, guys. And guess what's going to happen to us at the cross? We're going to be judged righteously and put to death righteously because he didn't just die for you. He died as you. When Jesus died, you died on the cross. And there is your judgment. There is your sentence upon the old you and the sinful you. When he died, you died, so you were put to death in him. Now there's no double jeopardy. So because you've already been put to death for your sin in Christ, You can't be tried again. God doesn't have judgment for you. He's already put you to death in judgment in his son, Jesus Christ. Wow, I pray that you can see that by revelation. What does that mean for me, Pastor Steve? It means that you're freed up now to serve the living God, to walk freely in him and him in you in unbroken fellowship. Because you not only were uh, crucified with Christ and died with him, you were raised with him. When Jesus came out of that tomb, he came out with unbroken fellowship as the new creation body of Christ, uh, unbroken fellowship with Father God. That's what you have. So that's what this means for you. You don't walk around fearing God's judgment every day. Uh, You celebrate the fact that judgment's already occurred, and now you're free to serve the one you really love, to walk in love with Jesus Christ with a grateful heart. My goodness, because you know what? You didn't earn it, you didn't deserve it, but he did it and he offered it to you. Now, the whole world's sin has been paid for, but I'm not saying the whole world is saved because how you get saved is by his life. So you got to receive his life, receive his spirit. John 1, 12, to as many as received him, to them he gave the power, the right to become sons and daughters of God. So again, I'm gonna, I'm going to say that the whole he's died for all of our sin, that's already happened, but you do need to receive his life and receive the new birth of his spirit. I think it's interesting that Jesus didn't send cancer, he didn't send plagues on anybody. In fact, Jesus inflicted no one with sickness or disease, but rather removed it constantly. How about this, God gets credit today for earthquakes that kill thousands of people, planes flying into buildings by terrorists, bombings going off that kill innocent children, all because we've not rightly done what scripture told us to do. Look at Jesus if you want to know the true heart, person, and nature of God. I was here in Oklahoma City in 1995 when the Murrah Building uh, had the the bomb through Timothy McVeigh in the U-Haul truck and all over Christian radio. It was God judging Oklahoma City. I'm not I'm not kidding you. One one person said because we didn't pray enough. Oh my goodness. Yep. Well. You know, I can't even fathom Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane after he'd asked the boys to watch and pray one hour and they didn't do it, that he said, you know what, Peter, because you didn't watch and pray, when you go back home, your mother-in-law's sick again. I just, you know, I just threw that sickness back on or that fever because, uh, you know, you didn't do uh, exactly what I want you to do. Guys, get delivered from all the religious garbage that you've either been taught or shown by the world. God forbid the church showed you that. But grab a hold of what Scripture tells you to do. Look at Jesus Christ if you want to know the true nature and person of God. There's no greater case that can be made than this quote by Jesus Christ, who cannot lie, he who's seen me has seen the Father. One more passage, John 1, 17. For while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Listen to verse 18. No man has ever seen God at any time, but the only unique Son, the only begotten God who's in the bosom, the intimate presence of the Father, He has declared Him. The Amplified says He has revealed Him to us. He's brought Him out where God can be seen. Jesus has interpreted God and has made him known to us. He came not only to reveal who we as humanity could be as God's children, his spirit-born children, Jesus came to reveal who God is, and he came to answer all those questions we had about how does God really feel about his creation? How does he feel about us? Because I know we stumble and we struggle. Jesus came with a resounding answer that God not only means us well, He means to make us well. Father, I thank you for today, and I thank you for the good word of God that just washed over our soul, washed over our heart, washed over our mind, Lord, that we can be aligned again with truth. I pray for everybody listening today. Be loosed, be free to walk hand in hand, spirit in spirit, day to day, in your intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ, and yes, your heavenly Father who loved you and showed himself to you through Jesus Christ. I ask it in his name and his authority. Amen and amen.